Proverbs chapter 31, verses 8 through 9. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Eric, a lot of people try, a lot of people in my life try to pin me down uh, politically. They want to know if I'm left-wing or right-wing, and they have a hard time doing so. Because uh, the way that I understand these things is that I follow Christ and I follow the word. And sometimes that puts me in what people would call, you know, one side or the other of the aisle. And this verse reminds me of that. It says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. This is very near and dear to the heart of God. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And so when I read that phrase, I think, yeah, you know who that includes? That includes an unborn baby. An unborn baby can't speak for themselves. We need to speak up for them and uh, try to protect the lives of the unborn. And it also means, right, what it says here, it says defend the rights of the poor and the needy. So we need to speak up for and defend for, um, you know, justice to be done for people marginalized by society and poverty or otherwise. And that is, so, you know, on the one hand, my protection of the unborn makes me sound like a conservative and my justice for the poor makes me sound like a liberal, I suppose. But in my view, no, I'm following God's mission in this world, speaking up for those who don't have a voice for themselves. And uh, it, 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 uh, it confounds people trying to pin me down. But to me, it's the way, it's the way of, of Christ. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I'm uh, surprised uh, because uh, I don't think uh... – Roe versus Wade was ever much talked about in church. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean in our church? Yeah. Oh, you mean in the recent church, actually? If you know, you know, there's a march on Washington and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And of course, now, now, uh, Roe versus uh, Wade is history. It's not law. Mm-hmm. But really what has happened is the federal government is now not in the business of determining who lives and who dies in terms of the baby. It's up to the states. And so now Mm -hmm. in Connecticut, for example, that doesn't mean any of the issues of Roe versus Way have gone away. They're actually pretty much there. But now it's the local government, the state house and Senate, that will determine how uh, the fate of the baby in the womb is going to be treated by law in the state. And that's the way it's going to happen. And so the church is is not off the hook on the issue at all. Well, I think, I think especially now Christians, our real work begins. If, um, if the laws are changing in such a way, we really need to be providing for especially poor women who keep their baby. We really need to step into their lives and help in very material material ways. We, we did pray during the pastoral prayer several Sundays during that whole season. Um, I never preached a sermon on it because I don't preach politics for lots of reasons. But um, yeah, I really think that it's time now. It always has been, but we're really called on that topic. But you know, it's funny, you're only talking about abortion. The other half of this phrase is the poor and needy, you know, people who can't speak for themselves, people who've been marginalized. 
we really are called as Christians to get in the trenches, to, to find out where the help is most needed and to roll up our sleeves and go do it. We have a new missions chair at our church named Maury, and she's really interested in getting the whole congregation what she calls uh, missionally engaged. Missional engagement is a real emphasis we're going to hear from her during her tenure. I'm really excited about that because I think it really is the sometimes overlooked call of scripture. You know, we think we can be aloof to a lot of these issues, but we can't. It's one thing to talk about and put them on your Twitter page, but it's another thing to actually get in, get into the trenches and help people who need it. Just one more thing, and that is, uh, I think it's a blessing to the church that uh, it is now put in the middle of the issue, both for the poor and 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 and, and the troubled, and you know, our 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 relationship with Pivot is part of that ministry, which I think has been very effective for the church and very uh, helpful. I think this other thing, uh, the issue of abortion and law and and, uh, the birth of uh, babies, I think that this brings the church after being away for a hundred years of these, these issues and uh, road versus Wade was not a hundred years ago, but the church started ceding to the federal government, all of these activities mm. that had Christ in them, but suddenly uh, they were serving uh, soup kitchens where Christ was not part of it anymore. And so the church kind of neutered itself a little bit. And I think that this is a chance to, get back yeah. into the totally. game. Yeah, I totally agree. We have our work, have our work cut out for us. <laughs>